On this episode of Mix and Some Magic, I'm recapping my latest visit to Disneyland. I'm sharing tips on visiting Disneyland in the rain, visiting Disneyland with young kids, and using Genie Plus. I also talk about the new addition of Pirates of the Caribbean to the Genie Plus system. And I'm sharing a hotel review of the Grand Legacy at the park, as well as talking about our experience with Lunar New Year. Oh my goodness, so much to talk about today. We better get going. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix and Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello and welcome. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I just got back from a Disneyland trip with my brother, sister-in-law, and their four kids, and it was so much fun. I can't wait to talk about it in a little bit. It was so fun to be there with little kids and to get to experience Disneyland through their eyes. There's, there's nothing like it. It's just the best. I've got my book club happening this week, and I am excited about that. We've been reading a book called Three Years in Wonderland, which is about the construction of Disneyland and this man named C.V. Wood, who was really instrumental in the construction of Disneyland, but he's been wiped out of the history of Disneyland by the Disney brothers. They don't want people to know about him, which has been interesting. Uh, this book has brought so much insight into what it took to create Disneyland and into Walt Disney himself. So it's been eye-opening and I've really enjoyed reading it. If you are not part of our Disney book club, then I hope you'll join. It's really fun and it helps support the Mixins and Magic podcast. On this last trip, I got to stay at the Grand Legacy at the parks and it was great. This property is on Harbor Boulevard across the street from Disneyland and it's just about a seven minute walk to the park. You know that I love being close to the parks when I can just rely on myself and my own timetable to get me to and from Disneyland. That's my favorite thing. Waiting for shuttles or Ubers is not my favorite thing. So I love being able to be within walking distance. I had stayed here before and I really liked it so that I I knew that I was going to like it this time around and I did. Not only is it super close to Disneyland, but the beds are comfortable. The room had a double sink and it was really, really clean. So I was very comfortable staying there. I loved it. I'll for sure stay there again. They also have a really great pool. A lot of the hotels around Disneyland have kind of sad pools, actually but not the Grand Legacy. They have a fun pool and it even has a little splash pad attached and you can actually watch fireworks from the pool or hot tub, which is really nice. That's a nice way to close out your day is sitting in the hot tub watching the Disneyland fireworks. So if you'd like to check out rates of the Grand Legacy at the park, I'll put a link in the show notes. Like I said, I visited with my brother and his kids. His kids are nine, seven, and then they have three-year-old twins. My brother and his wife have been planning this trip for a really, really long time. They booked their trip months and months and months in advance through Getaway Today, 
They booked their hotel and their tickets. They were ready to go. Then in October, Disneyland announced that they were going to do a kid's ticket sale for $50 per day, which is a great sale. And it's still going on until March 10th, I believe. So if you're thinking about a last minute trip, now's a great time. I'll put a link in the show notes. But anyway, Getaway Today never penalizes you for booking early. So they were able to call in and apply the sale price to the kids tickets that they had already purchased. And they saved $480 on their Disneyland vacation. That's amazing, right? It's one of the reasons I love Getaway Today so much. So my brother and his wife got a great deal on this vacation, which kind of makes it more fun. It kind of adds something to the trip when you got a good deal on the trip. So anyway, this vacation had been in the works for months, but they didn't tell their kids until Christmas Day. And of course, the big kids were so excited. And of course, the twins had no idea what Disneyland even was or what to expect. In fact, the twins thought the ride on the airport shuttle from the parking lot to the airport, that was Disneyland. They had their hands up in the air and they were loving that little shuttle ride. And they thought that was it. But man, their eyes were opened. We'll get to it. But we knew that the twins were going to need a stroller for the trip, but they don't currently have one at home now that they're older. So we needed to rent one. And I really dislike the Disneyland strollers. They're uncomfortable, they don't have a lot of storage, and you have to return them at the end of the day, which I find incredibly annoying. I know that it has to work that way, obviously, but still, it's annoying. There's nothing like unloading a sleeping kid and all your stuff from a stroller at the end of the day that's just like the worst. So I didn't want to go that route. So we ended up renting a stroller through OC Baby Gear. We got a double stroller. They dropped it off at our hotel before we were arrived, and so it was waiting for us when we got there, and we got to use it all week. It was clean and comfortable and had tons of storage. Plus, at the end of the night, we didn't have to unload sleeping kids to return the stroller. We just pushed it right back to our hotel. But the very best part is that renting from OC Baby Gear is cheaper than renting a stroller at Disneyland. So you get a better stroller, you get to take it back to your hotel, and it's cheaper. Plus, they drop it off at your hotel and pick it up at your hotel. So it's really a no-brainer. I just wanted to make sure I shared this little info because I know a lot of people rent strollers from Disneyland, and there is a better option. I will put a link for the OC Baby Gear in the show notes, and there's a discount code there as well. While we were in the parks, then Pirates of the Caribbean was added to the Genie Plus system. So I got to try that out. Everybody's been talking about that. Um, The posted wait time when we used Genie Plus for Pirates was 35 minutes, and we ended up waiting seven minutes. Now, I'm guessing that the actual wait time for guests waiting in the standby line would have been more like 20 minutes, but using the Genie Plus lightning lane was nice, and it was faster than the standby line, of course. But Pirates doesn't need a lightning lane. They have added the Lightning Lane to Pirates because Haunted Mansion is closed for a lengthy refurbishment. They're not opening it back up until the fall when it will open again as Haunted Mansion Holiday because they're redoing the queue area. So I'm guessing that Disney wanted to be able to justify the cost for 
Genie Plus to continue to say we charge this much and we have this many rides that have lightning lanes. So they had to replace Haunted Mansion with something else and Pirates just make sense because of the way the line is laid out. So it's just easy to add Pirates in place of Haunted Mansion. So that's where we're at. Adding Pirates to Genie Plus does make the standby line a bit longer, but it's still not terrible in most cases because it's such a fast loading ride. Okay, I have lots more to share. I'm going to go day by day with our vacation, talk about all the things we did using Genie Plus, not using Genie Plus. We're going to talk about Lunar New Year. We're going to talk about the rain because we had lots of rain. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get to it. But let's take a quick break so I can grab a Diet Dr. Pepper. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. Thanks for listening to Mix and Some Magic. This podcast is entirely independent and funded by myself and listener support. So in order to do that, I need to run a few ads. Earlier, I mentioned listener support, and there are a ton of ways you can get involved and support Mix and Some Magic. The main way is to become a Patreon member. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a way to make a monthly pledge in return for some small perks. I have three levels for Patreon members, with the lowest being $5 per month. All the levels include being a part of our Disney Book Club. With a Patreon membership, you'll also get early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways, bonus content, and lots more. It's a small way to support Mix and Some Magic that really helps me out. If you enjoy this show and you think it's worth it to you, find a link to my Patreon in the show notes. If that doesn't appeal to you, then please consider leaving a review and sharing it with your family and friends. That is equally as helpful, and I appreciate it just the same. If you're hearing this, thanks so much for not skipping the ads and giving this hard sell of mine a listen. Let's get back to the episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Audible. I am now an Audible affiliate, and I am so excited about it. I've been using Audible for years, and I am really happy to have this chance to team up with a brand that I have loved and used for quite some time. If you love the magic of storytelling, but find it hard to make time for reading, Audible is your perfect solution. With Audible, you can listen to a huge selection of audiobooks, podcasts, and more, all from the convenience of your favorite device. Whether you're into thrilling mysteries, self-help, or epic fantasy, Audible has something for everyone because they have thousands of titles available. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. But that's not all. Members also get full access to a growing selection of included audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts. You can download or stream included titles all you want. Most of our Disney Book Club selections are available on Audible, including this month's title. And here's the best part. I've teamed up with Audible to offer you an exclusive deal. By using my special link, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. That's right, 30 days of stories, knowledge, and entertainment absolutely free. 
If you love podcasts, and you must because you're here, I know you'll love Audible. Just visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash mix and some magic to start your free trial today. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash mix in some magic. I'll also include a link for you in the show notes. It's a fantastic way to discover the joy of audiobooks and to support my podcast at the same time. Happy listening and thanks to Audible for making today's episode possible. Welcome back. Okay, I'm so excited to like relive this trip with you because it was so much fun. Leading up to our trip, we had been watching, watching, watching the weather because, I mean, it's always a good idea to watch the weather leading up to your trip. And we've been watching it extra closely because there was rain in the forecast, which is always so disappointing. I mean, you've been planning a trip for literally months and months and months and then you see that there's rain in the forecast there was no way we were going to cancel this trip we just had to be prepared for the rain and so that's what we did the closer we got to the trip the more it looked like we were going to have heavy rain for at least a couple of days then it looks like we would have decent weather for the other days so we went into it knowing we were going to need to be prepared and we were. We made sure that we had everything we needed to keep us dry. That's the key. If you're visiting when it's going to be rainy, especially January and February, those are the rainy months at Disneyland, you need to stay dry because if you're wet, you're going to be miserable, you're going to be cold, and you're not going to be able to hang out and enjoy the parks when you're wet and cold and miserable. So you have to do whatever it takes to stay dry. So we made sure that we were going to keep our shoes dry because even if it's just raining lightly, your shoes can get wet. People are going to walk by you and there's going to be somebody who steps in a puddle and it's going to splash up on your tennis shoe or just, you know, walking in general is going to make little splashes that are going to get up on your tennis shoes and make them wet. So even if you don't think you need to keep your feet dry, that your tennis shoes are going to do the job, you're wrong. You're just so, so wrong. I have been there before. In fact, years ago, when my kids were very little, then we were at Disneyland and it was rainy and we got wet feet and we were all kind of miserable. But luckily, my kids had shoes to change into for the next day that were dry. But I did not. And I also realized that my tennis shoe had a little hole in the bottom. So I got extra wet the whole day. My feet were wet. It was miserable. And the next day, I knew I was going to deal with the exact same thing, and I didn't have any way to keep my feet dry, so I got creative, and I took a Ziploc bag, and I put my foot into it, and like I had my sock on, then I put the Ziploc bag on, and then I put my foot into the tennis shoe and covered up the Ziploc bag with my pants, and guess what? My foot stayed super dry the whole day. My tennis shoes got soaked, but my feet stayed dry. Since that trip, though, I have learned my lesson, and even if there's a little rain cloud, I throw these waterproof shoe covers into my backpack so that I have them. They just slip on over your tennis shoes, 
They keep your feet dry. I definitely recommend, if you have rain in the forecast, getting some waterproof tennis shoe covers. Or you could bring snow boots or rain boots. On this trip, I brought my waterproof shoe covers, but I also brought my snow boots for the very, very rainy days. I thought, you know what? I have them. Might as well. So I brought those. So we all had those waterproof shoe covers. They come in sizes for kids. They come in sizes for adults. So the kids all had them too. And then we brought rain suits. We didn't think that ponchos were going to cut it. And we were right. We wanted something that would protect us better. If you don't know what a rain suit is, it's kind of like wearing a poncho, but it's pants and a jacket that has a hood. I think they cost about $20 to $30 on Amazon, and it was well worth it. We thought, let's just get them. I already had one from trips in the past, but my brother and his wife, and they got them for their kids. They're like, if we don't end up using them, we'll just send them back. But if we do use them, we'll be really happy that we have them. We were really happy that we had them. There was this weird time period where for a few hours it wasn't really raining, but it was like misting. And people were getting soaked just from this light mist that was falling. So we were happy to have our rain suits. It made it so that we could get in and out of rides and not worry that we were going to get wet. Because the seats on Dumbo were soaked. The seats on Jungle Cruise were soaked. But you have to think a lot of these seats, like on Jungle Cruise, people are stepping on the seats to get into the vehicle with their wet shoes. And so the seats are going to get wet. Plus it's raining on them. Anyway, rain suits. We were happy to have them. We had umbrellas, but because of our rain suits, we didn't even need to pull them out. So rain suits were key. We were really happy to have them. I'll put a link to all this, all the information about rainy days at Disney in the show notes if you want to check them out. Also, another thing that was invaluable was a stroller cover. We, <laughs> You have to have a stroller cover or your stroller is going to get soaked and then you can't put your kid in a soaking wet stroller. So a stroller cover is huge. The very first day we were there, we went in to have dinner and we didn't think that we needed the stroller cover because it was just kind of misting. Uh, the mist made our stroller soaking wet. Luckily, it dried really quickly and by the next morning, it was completely dry. But after that, every single time the kids weren't in the stroller on those rainy days, then the stroller cover was on. It kept everything nice and dry. So definitely a waterproof stroller cover is so important. I saw people without them and their kids were soaked. Their stroller was soaked. All their stuff was soaked. I saw people trying to make them out of ponchos. It just didn't work very well. So please bring a stroller cover. Okay, that's all I'm going to talk about for our rainy day gear. But we had a great time. Even though it was rainy, we were warm and we were dry. And it didn't slow us down at all. We didn't have to go back to the hotel because we were wet and cold, nothing like that. And people were jealous of our rain suits and our waterproof shoe covers. More than once, people stopped us to ask, where did you get those? Which I always think is a funny question because isn't the answer always Amazon? I don't know. Maybe they were asking, did we buy them in the parks? Which Disney should start selling waterproof shoe covers in their parks and stroller covers. That would be a good idea. Okay, let's move on to the trip. We got there on a Saturday and we didn't arrive to Disneyland until about 4 p.m. on that Saturday, but we had tickets that day, so we headed right into the parks. The kids were so excited and I wanted to start them off kind of easy because the older girls, they'd been to Disneyland and Disney World before. It had been a while, but they were good with rides. We knew we didn't have to worry about them, but the twins 
they had never done anything like Disneyland. So they had never really been on rides and things like that. So I wanted to ease them in. I didn't want to throw them on something too scary right off the bat and make them nervous. So we started off with King Arthur's Carousel, which of course everyone thinks is amazing, right? You can't go wrong there. And then we went on to Dumbo, which was again nice. It's nice because they can see the ride before it's happening. So they know the whole ride. They just see it going around. They see it's not like it's going in somewhere dark and they don't know what happens to that ride vehicle after it leaves. They can see the whole thing. So we did that. And then we had dinner at Red Rose Tavern, which was great. We tried the gray stuff. I had had it before, but I wanted them to try the gray stuff and they all loved it. After that, we went over to It's a Small World. And this whole time it was just kind of raining off and on, misting, sprinkling, but nothing crazy. Next, we went on Pirates of the Caribbean. And this was kind of the the twins' first experience with um, a more intense ride because not only is it kind of spooky with the spirit, pirates and the skeletons, but it has those two big drops. So they, that made them a little nervous, but they were okay. The big girls loved it. They hadn't remembered the drops because their last visit was at Disney World and they don't have the drops there. So they thought that was absolutely amazing. After that, we went on Haunted Mansion. We had to do Haunted Mansion that day because it was closing. That was the last day it was open. And so if we didn't ride it on that Saturday, then we weren't going to get to ride it at all. And I really wanted them to be able to experience it. And since it was the Haunted Mansion holiday version, I feel like it's a little less spooky. So we, of course, we had to do it. We went on it and because of the rain and it was kind of later, when I say later in the evening, it was probably like 7 p.m. It wasn't later, but because of the rain, lines were shorter and so we didn't have to wait very long we waited seven minutes got right on haunted mansion holiday and the big girls loved it the twins were a little unsure because we had just done pirates that was kind of dark and spooky and then we we throw them into haunted mansion they weren't sure about it they didn't love it but they didn't like cry and hate it but they didn't love it uh funny though the rest of the trip my little niece she kept saying she wanted to go on the spooky christmas ride So I think that after she had some time to process it, then she actually did like it. After that, we went on the Storybook Land Canal Boats, and then we did Buzz Lightyear and Snow White. Actually, the babies didn't do Snow White. We sent them home so they could get some rest, and I took the big girls, and we did Snow White, and we did Star Tours, which they absolutely loved, and it was really fun. And then the big girls felt like they were so big, staying up so late at Disneyland when the little kids went home, even though it was really like 9 o'clock. Then we got them home. Everybody went to bed and we decided on this trip that rope dropping was not going to be important for us. Rope dropping is amazing. It saves so much time waiting in lines and you can get a lot done in those morning hours when you rope drop, but it just wasn't worth the stress of rope dropping with the little kids. Like we would much rather them sleep in, have a good breakfast, and show up happy to Disneyland in the morning than to get them up early, have them be exhausted, rush their breakfast so then they're hungry and tired, and then show up at Disneyland with them like that. It just wasn't worth it with two three-year-olds. So we decided that rope dropping wasn't a priority this trip, and it was fine. We still had a great time. We got to ride every single thing that we wanted more than once, oftentimes, and so we still had a great time. So really, rope dropping is a great tool, but it's not like a make or break it. If it doesn't work for your family, 
then it doesn't work for your family. That's totally fine. Let it go. Don't stress about it. If you can make it work, then great. It's a great way to start your day, but don't stress if it doesn't work out for you. So we showed up to the parks usually between 9.30 and 10.30 every day, which was perfect. Our next day was DCA, and this day was not really rainy. We had our rain gear with us, but we didn't really need to use it. We actually had some sun here and there too, which was really nice. So we decided to start out the day with Toy Story, especially because we didn't have Genie Plus. We decided not to get it for that day, and we were kind of toying with using it on the last two days of our trip, but we just kind of wanted to see what we could get done without it. Because in total, we were going to be there for five days. So using Genie Plus for five days can get very expensive. So we hit Toy Story first. We only waited 15 minutes in the standby line. That was at 10 a.m. And then my brother and his wife took the big girls on Incredicoaster. And I took the babies on Jesse's Critter Carousel, which we were able to walk on. We did it several times because they loved it so much. And we were waiting for the big kids. And then I switched and I went with my brother and the girls on Incredicoaster while my sister-in-law took the babies on the carousel again. That's the good thing about babies. They're just so happy to do something over and over again. They loved the carousel. Then I introduced them to the Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums. Absolutely delicious. And then I took the babies on Emotional Whirlwind so that everybody else could go on Goofy's Sky School. So we did Emotional Whirlwind. That was really fun. And then we all went together on Web Slingers. One of my favorite things about Disneyland is there's so many things that everybody can do all together. So even though there's rides that the twins were too little to go on because they're not 40 inches yet, there's so many things that they can do. So it's not like they're stuck in their stroller all day doing nothing. So they all got to go on Web Slingers, which was amazing. We got to walk on it, which was nice because it opened right when we were walking by. It had been closed and my niece was like, they just opened Web Slingers. So we jumped in line. It was perfect. At that point, it started to rain. Lucky for us, we had our rain suit. So we just threw them on. We had lunch at the Hungry Bear and then we went on Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I did with my sister-in-law and my two nieces. My brother took the babies to go do some other things. And my niece My oldest niece was so, so stressed about going on Guardians of the Galaxy. She kept saying she didn't want to go and she was too scared and she was going to hate it because she hated drops. And finally, she got up the courage to do it, to try it. And she was nervous. She was so stressed. And the line said it was 45 minutes, the standby line. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor girl is going to be stressed for 45 whole minutes. No. It was worse than that because we ended up waiting 90 minutes for Tower, not Tower of Terror, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was so long. While we were in line, we'd already put in like 35 minutes. Then one of like a couple of the gondolas, gondolas, not gondolas, the lifts, the lift shaft. What am I talking about? The elevators. A couple of the elevators broke. And so... They weren't running the ride at full capacity. And then, of course, they're prioritizing the lightning lane. So the standby line gets so, so long. But by then, my niece had kind of like settled into the idea that she was riding it and she was going to do it. And we'd already put in the time. And we were afraid if we left that line and she didn't ride it right then, 
then she wouldn't do it again. She wouldn't be able to get up the courage. So we stuck it out 90 minutes in line for Guardians of the Galaxy. And guess what? She loved it. It was her very favorite ride. And she was dying to do it again. We were like, uh, we just put 90 minutes into that ride. We need a break. So we made her wait before we could go. I couldn't turn around and do it again. But she absolutely loved it. So that was a win. I was glad. I was worried she was going to hate it. And then... Oh, we would have put in all that time for her to hate it. But she loved it, so that was good. And now she knows that she can be brave and try new things. So that was awesome. After that, we went and did Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, which is so much fun, especially for little kids, but for big people too. Everybody loves it. After that, we did Mickey's Philhar Magic, and we rode Little Mermaid, which is also on Genie Plus now. And the weather turned out to be really nice that day. We only had a little period of rain, but it wasn't bad. We went on Monsters, Inc. and we had corn dogs for lunch. And then the babies went home and we did Goofy's Sky School and Guardians of the Galaxy again. This time, the post wait time was 40 minutes, but the standby line was only 23 minutes. So, whew, that was good because I was a little nervous about getting back in that line, but it all worked out. So we had such a great day. And our next day was Monday, and that was supposed to be our rainiest, rainiest day. So we came prepared. I wore my snow boots. I had my rain suit and my hat. I lined my backpack with a garbage bag just to make sure that everything inside it stayed dry. And we hit the parks, and we looked prepared. I don't want to say we looked silly marching in in our rain suit, maybe a little bit, but we were dry and happy. And I think anyone who thought we looked silly, they probably got soaking wet and were sad later in the day. At least that's what I tell myself. The first ride we did was Jungle Cruise. The twins were really excited about Jungle Cruise. They thought that was fun. So we did Jungle Cruise, and then my brother and sister-in-law took the big girls on Indiana Jones, and I got to take the babies on Winnie the Pooh, which is so fun. Winnie the Pooh, they absolutely loved it. And while we were there, we found a bunch of puddles right on the side, Nobody was around, and the twins spent a good 10 minutes just running through the puddles in their waterproof shoe covers and their rain suits. They were so happy. And there was one little boy who stood there. He didn't have any rain gear on. He just had his tennis shoes and his jeans and his sweatshirt. And he was about three, and he just stood to the side watching them, like, so longingly. A couple times he'd made to, like, run over to go splash in the puddles, and his mom stopped him. And I was like, oh, man, that poor kid. He's watching these two live their best Disney life, splashing in puddles, but he couldn't do it because he didn't have stuff to keep him dry. So I felt a little bad for him. After that, we rode on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's, it's just the cutest ride, and I was excited for them to do it because I knew that the twins would love it. The older girls had been on it at Disney World, but when they were there, it was during COVID and they didn't have the pre-show and the pre-show is so cute and really sets up the whole thing. So that was awesome. We had lunch at Cafe Daisy and it was still kind of drizzling and it was so nice to be there in our rain suits because there were tables available with wet benches and kind of that didn't have umbrellas over them and everyone else was like huddled under all of the umbrella tables or didn't have a place to sit because they didn't have good rain gear. So we just sat kind of in the rain and we ate our lunch and it was perfect. Now I had lunch and the kids had lunch, but my sister and brother, they went to Cafe Orleans for lunch after we had eaten at Cafe Daisy and I was in charge of all the kids by myself. 
So I set up this dining reservation for them because I wanted them to be able to have a Monte Cristo. And we didn't want to take all the kids to Cafe Orleans. So I was like, I'll take the kids. I have four kids. I can obviously handle four kids, right? So I took all the kids by myself. I'm proud to report that I didn't lose anybody. Nobody cried, I think, while I had them. I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure nobody cried. We rode on the train. So we did the whole loop around the train, and that was great. And then we did the tiki room, which was fun. The kids thought that was fun. And by the time that was over, then they were done with their lunch. And so it was perfect timing. And I was happy that I didn't lose anybody. After that, I took the big girls and my sister-in-law. We did Rise of the Resistance. It was middle of the day. The posted wait time was 40 minutes and we waited 37 minutes. So that was pretty standard. Then we decided we needed a treat break and we got the raspberry rose macaron from Jolly Holiday and we tried a cherry vanilla macaron, which was good. And we had a lemon meringue eclair, which was just fine. I thought it was going to be real good, but it was just fine. But we also had this banoffee pie, which is like a banana toffee pie. It was so good. That one was amazing. So at that point, it was still kind of drizzly. We'd kept our rain suits on for most of the day, but it wasn't pouring and it hadn't been too bad. We decided to head over to Toontown. So we went there and the kids ran around on the playground and had so much fun. And then we went and met Mickey Mouse, which was adorable. My little niece, one of the three-year-olds, was so excited to meet Mickey. So cute. Her brother, who was also three, was a little nervous about it. He wanted to be held and he wasn't sure about the whole thing, but he did end up giving Mickey Mouse five at the end, which was fun. Then we ate dinner at Pizza Planet. I got this chicken sesame ginger vegetable noodle bowl. It was yummy. I liked it. And then my sister-in-law took the babies home and I stayed with my brother and the big girls and we did Star Tours and Autopia, which... The line got so long for that one. The post-wait time when we got in line was 15 minutes, but we didn't have Genie Plus, and we ended up waiting 52 minutes for Autopia, and it was torture. Like, we didn't move in spots in the line forever. We just stood there, but the girls loved it. Not the waiting part. They loved Autopia, so it was all fine. And then we did Space Mountain. The posted wait time was 30 minutes, and we waited 32 minutes. So we were feeling pretty good. At that point, we all went home, went to bed, and we were pretty happy with our rainy day at Disneyland because we stayed dry. We were able to stay there the whole day. We were warm, and it didn't end up being bad at all. So we were really happy with how the day turned out. The next day, we headed over to California Adventure. That was where we were the whole day. We ended up getting the kids bubble wands. I sent my brother and his wife and the the girls on Incredicoaster first thing, and I went and got the baby's bubble wands. Um, we had a Mickey Mouse one and a Buzz Lightyear one, and they loved them. That like really made the whole trip for them. They had so much fun. When they first got them, though, my nephew would get real mad if any kids came up and popped any of the bubbles that were like floating behind the stroller. He would get super mad, but he he chilled out and realized it was fine that other people were going to pop the bubbles and it was going to be fine. So they loved the bubble wands. Those really helped keep them entertained too when we were walking places or when there were rides that they couldn't go on. They were happy to just like dance around with their bubble wand. Definitely a really good purchase. 
My nieces really wanted to meet Mulan, so we waited in line and met Mulan. She was just the sweetest, and we were, like, brainstorming ideas that we could ask her, like, questions we could ask her while we were in line. And we thought of a lot of fun ones. We decided to ask her if it was hard saving China. She said it was. She said it was difficult, but that it was worth it. We had a really fun time meeting her. Next, we went over to Cars Land and we did Mater's Junkyard Jamboree again. And we had lunch at Flo's V8 Cafe. And I had the fried chicken. It came with three pieces of fried chicken, just like it does at Plaza Inn, vegetables, and mashed potatoes with gravy. And it was delicious. And I had a lot of people say, is it as good as the chicken at Plaza Inn? And I actually think it's the same chicken. I don't know. I haven't done like a side by side, but in my mind, it seems like if you are ordering chicken and cooking chicken and having like a chicken, a fried chicken dinner, like why would you change the recipe for a different part? You know, I think that it's the same chicken over at Flo's over and at Plaza Inn. I don't know. If anyone's done a side by side, I'd love to hear, but I think it's the same. Next, we did the Disney Junior Dance Party, which I haven't done in years, and it was really cute. The kids all loved it. Even the big girls thought it was so fun, and the bubbles come down from the ceiling, and the snow comes down, and then they put streamers down at the end, and the kids get up and dance. It's cute. Very cute. We also got to watch Mulan's Lunar New Year Procession, which happens four times a day. It's like a mini parade, and Mulan's in it, and Mushu. They have this amazing Chinese dragon that's in it that is my favorite part definitely worth watching since it happens so often during the day then you don't have to get there early for it i mean maybe five ten minutes before it starts you can find a spot along the route and just jump in watch the show it's very short it's not like a regular parade length so it's very short enjoy it and then you can move on with your day we also got to see the spider-man show which was very impressive the kids thought that was amazing and then we went over to watch Raya, to meet Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon. She's part of the Lunar New Year celebration along with Mulan. Mulan's not usually there to meet. So Mulan and Raya were part of Lunar New Year. We got to meet them. It was really cute to meet Raya. And the kids just loved it. They loved meeting the characters. I After that, I decided I wanted to try an orange ginger churro, which I had really high hopes for because it had, I love, I love ginger, first of all, and it was a churro with orange drizzle and then it had chunks of ginger on it. And I think it was dipped in a orange ginger sugar, but it was too much ginger, so much ginger. I even took off the candy ginger on it and I still couldn't do it. I didn't like it, so I had to throw most of it away. The kids all tried to bite and no nobody liked it. So that was a little disappointing. I think it's a good idea. It just needs less ginger. But then I tried this macaron. It's a strawberry milk tea macaron special for Lunar New Year. And it was so good. The strawberry filling was a little bit tart, not super sweet, which I liked combined with the sweet macaron. And I loved it. I think maybe I liked it just as much as the raspberry rose macaron. So if you're visiting for Lunar New Year, definitely try the strawberry milk tea macaron because it was good. We ended up going over to downtown Disney and doing some shopping. The kids wanted to spend their souvenir money, so we went over to World of Disney. 
And then we ate at Earl of Sandwich, which is one of my favorite places. And then my brother took the babies back to the hotel so that we could hit some rides with the big girls. The first thing we did was Goofy Sky School, which we ended up waiting 53 minutes in line for. So that was kind of long. Then we did Incredicoaster, which ended up being about 40 minutes. And then we had another Jack Jack Num Num cookie break because they're just so good. After that, we did Guardians of the Galaxy again and waited about 40 minutes. And that was how we ended our night. So very fun day. Again, we weren't using Genie Plus. The next day we were at Disneyland. It was our last day and we decided to splurge and get Genie Plus since it was the last day. And there was a lot we wanted to pack into that day. Even though we'd already had a full day at Disneyland earlier in the week and a little short partial day at Disneyland, there was still a lot of things we needed to do. So we got Genie Plus for the day and we decided to start over at Toontown because we wanted to do Chippendale's Go Coaster because the twins were able to do that. They were tall enough and we thought they would really love it and we wanted to check that off our list before the lines got too long. So as we were making our way over, we saw Merida. So we, of course, got in line and met Merida. She was so cute. The characters are so cute with the kids. They take a lot of time with them, which is really fun. They never rush them. They always talk to them, ask them questions, make them feel important. And it's really very, very sweet. Then we headed over to Toontown. We did Mickey's Gadget. No, Chip and Dale's Gadget Go Coaster. We ended up waiting 15 minutes, which wasn't bad at all. Then we headed over and did Alice in Wonderland, which is a 25-minute wait. Then we did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which was a 16-minute wait. And then we hit the Teacups, which was a 5-minute wait. At that point, my brother and sister-in-law took the big girls over to Indiana Jones. And using Genie Plus, they only waited 15 minutes. So the posted wait time was 50 minutes. They waited 15 using Genie Plus. And I went and got Mickey pretzels for a snack break. And then I also got the pretzel, wait, what's it called? Cheesy garlic pretzel bread from Edelweiss Snacks. It's so good. It's this pretzel bread. And then they have this garlic spread on the inside and tons of cheese. It's all warm and gooey. And then you dip it in a marinara sauce. Delicious. So after they were done riding Indiana Jones and we had our snack break, we went over to Tom Sawyer Island. I was excited to show the kids Tom Sawyer Island and they had lots of fun, but the Pirate's Lair was closed that day, which I was kind of disappointed about because that's what the kids were most excited about was going into the Pirate Lair and that wasn't open. So unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. But after we did Tom Sawyer Island, then we had a return time, a Genie Plus return time for Space Mountain. We ended up only waiting 15 minutes, which was great. Then we had lunch from Jolly Holiday Bakery. I got the Beef Beria Toasted Cheese Sandwich, which is just as good as it sounds. Beef Beria on like a grilled cheese, and then there's this au jus to dip it in. So, so yummy. We took our food from Jolly Holiday over to Stage Door Cafe because there's tons of seating over there, and that's where we ordered the kids' lunch because there wasn't anything they really wanted from Jolly Holiday. And we were seated in kind of a little cozy corner and there was a little space for the twins to run around. And I had brought some little McDonald's toys that they loved. They were these little cars and they played with them and it kept them really busy while we were eating lunch, which was kind of nice. After lunch, then I took the babies on the King Arthur carousel and the 
Big Kids went on Matterhorn. The posted wait time for Matterhorn was 70 minutes, but using Ginny Plus, they only waited 13, which is really nice. After that, we did It's a Small World. We waited four minutes for It's a Small World. Not bad at all. And then I took the big girls with my brother over on Smuggler's Run. We waited 15 minutes. The standby line was 55 because we had Genie Plus, which was awesome. And my sister-in-law during that time took the kids, the younger kids, on Winnie the Pooh. Then we decided since we were close by, we ran over to Pooh Corner and we got some churro toffee and some other treats. And they were so good. After that, we did Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a classic, always so fun. And then we took the kids on Finding Nemo, which was cute. They all thought it was really fun. Even the big girls liked it, so that was fun. And we did dinner at Galactic Grill. And then we decided our last ride for the babies would be Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because we had a Genie Plus return time. So we only waited 11 minutes for it. It was perfect. And after that, then my sister-in-law took the little kids home and my brother and I kept the girls there a little later. We went on Autopia, which we only waited 10 minutes for because we had Lightning Lane. I was so thankful because after that 52-minute wait a few nights before, I just didn't know if I could do it again. But they loved Autopia. And then the last ride we did was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The wait time was 40 minutes, but we only had to wait three because we had a Lightning Lane which was just perfect. So we had a ton of fun. I asked my brother if he thought Genie Plus was worth it. And he was like, for sure. That was so nice to just not have those longer waits on our last day. So it worked out perfectly. But we really had a lot of fun and got a lot done on the other days, even when we didn't have Genie Plus. You can have fun whether you're using Genie Plus or not. It just kind of really depends on your budget and what kind of trip you want to have. If you have kids that are older that don't mind waiting and you can rope drop and get some stuff done or stay later when the lines are shorter, then you maybe you don't need Genie Plus. I don't know. If you have little kids that aren't really used to waiting in long lines and need to kind of move quicker, then maybe Genie Plus is worth it to you. Just kind of depends. But either way, you can have a great time at Disneyland. One thing that surprised me, it shouldn't have, is that um, I'm not used to picking up little kids. So I was so sore after the first day or two, because I i don't have little kids at home. And here were two three-year-olds that wanted to be picked up and I would pick them up and hold them in line and I would play with them. And then I was holding them while we're walking up and downstairs and holding them, sometimes climbing in and out of rides and lifting them out of their strollers and all kinds of things. And my body is not used to that. So I got a little sore, but after that, my body got on board and it was like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. I'm definitely not as strong as I used to be. We had so much fun, though. So much fun. I was so glad I got to be there with them at Disneyland. Um, there was a lot of entertaining that happened in line. We played using the like Disney Play app in some of those long lines. Dum Dum Suckers and Smarties saved the day so many times having those in our bags. That made a huge difference, and some of those little toys that I brought were really helpful when lines were getting long to just pull them out and be like, here you go, here's a toy to play with. That was helpful too. We had a great time. I'm not sure if my brother and sister-in-law are ready to make plans to go back to do it again. They might need more time, time to process everything, but I'm ready. I'm ready to go back whenever they are. 
I got a text from my niece this morning and she was like, we forgot to go through Sleeping Beauty's castle. I was like, oh, dang it. We didn't get to that. We'll just have to go back. That's the only way. We'll just have to go back and do it again. So I am so glad that they invited me to come along with them because I had a lot of fun. And I made sure that we used the photo pass because since I have a magic key, I have photo pass with my magic key. And so we took a lot of pictures with the photographers and got all our ride pictures all week. So they have a lot of really fun pictures. They have an especially cute picture of them in all their rain gear in front of the castle, which was really fun. We just had a great time. Such a great time. So hopefully that episode was helpful. Hopefully it was entertaining. Give you some ideas for Genie Plus and rain day, rainy day tips, tips with kids, that kind of thing. It was just a fun trip and I feel glad that I got to go. If you are visiting during during Lunar New Year, I have a whole guide to Lunar New Year that includes a free printable. So I'm going to put a link to Lunar New Year so you can check that out because you're going to want to print out that foodie guide because there are so many good food choices. But definitely put that strawberry milk tea macaron on your list because it was amazing. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop going on and on. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. And thank you so much to my Patreon supporters. I appreciate you too. You're the only reason that we're still doing this Mix and Some Magic podcast because running it is not free and I need help. So I appreciate your support. If you're thinking about becoming a Patreon supporter, then come on, do it. It'll be fun. Think of it as buying me my favorite soda once a month, which is essentially what it costs to support Make Sense of Magic podcast is the same as it cost me to buy my favorite soda, which I don't do very often because paying $5 for a soda is kind of like painful. But incidentally, my favorite is a 44-ounce Diet Dr. Pepper with fresh lime, coconut, and raspberry puree. I mean, obviously, you can get a cheaper soda at the gas station, which I do often. But if I'm going for like a fancy soda, that's what I get. And it's so, so good. So if you want to buy soda, the equivalent of buying me a soda, I don't actually buy soda with the money I earn from Patreon. I use it to keep the podcast running. But just think of it as buying me a soda once a month. Anyway, I'll stop going on with that. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. You are the best. I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.